Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Madrasa on A. And welcome to your program on this beautiful Monday afternoon. And that is, of course, Madrasa on A, Developing Islam in Me. I'm your host, Yasmina Peterson, Allah special guest in studio, none other than Sheikh Anwar Adamson. In the program this afternoon, first of all, before we head into our segment, our topic, we are going to be doing a recap as to where Sheikh stopped on Thursday, inshallah. And then further on, we are going to be branching into Toba and also looking at some of the etiquettes of Toba in which you need to have as characteristics for the month of Ramadan. Do note that you can send through your comments through to 47913. Alternatively, you can send through a WhatsApp. I think that that's probably easier for you. And that is on 072-238-0712. But for now, enough of my babbling and allow me to greet my Sheikh in studio. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh, how are you doing on this Monday afternoon? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Sheikh, I hand over to you to do a recap as to where we stopped last week, Thursday, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatul. Bismillah. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Allahumma zidana ilma, warzuqna fahma. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla, wa anta taj'ala al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla. Rabbi shrah li sadri, wa yassir li amri, wa ahlul uqadatan min lisani yafqaw qawli. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners, beloved listeners of Voice of the Cape. We ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the month of Ramadan is approaching us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us, allow us to be amongst the fortunate ones to see the month of Ramadan. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. We ask, thank, ask of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the ability to show our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these favors. And I mean, if we only look at one small favor, and that is the favor of sight. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us our sight, alhamdulillah. We can see, you know, there are people out there, they have lost their sight, or they've been born blind. They cannot differentiate what black, yellow, green, they have never seen colors, they have never seen trees. And for this is, we need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But one of the greatest favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala could bestow upon any human being is that favor of iman, that favor of faith, that favor of the kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. And this is indeed one of the greatest favors. Does not matter what we find ourselves in, the condition we find ourselves in physically, emotionally, financially. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted us that favor of iman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen us to be the bearers of the kalima la ilaha illallah. We cannot thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enough for this. And I'm sure none of us have actually asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but Allah has given us this favor of iman without us even asking of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be Muslim. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that. And over and above that, Alhamdulillah, the month of Ramadan is near. In the past week, we've discussed that Ramadan is the month of the Quran, reciting the Quran, reconnecting to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've mentioned that we should try and 
recite some of the verses of the Quran for those who are struggling at least look at the words you know, try and identify the letters and in that there is rewards for those who cannot do that at least pick up a translation Quran and try and understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran try and get some benefits some lessons from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we've mentioned very briefly we said that the Quran will be an intercessor for the person who recites it in this world you know one of the best lawyers is the Quran. So a person who is connected to the Quran, recited the Quran on the day of Qiyamah, the day of reckoning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that book will come and intercede on our behalf. Shukran so much for that, Sheha. Just on the note of speaking about Quran, the Quran is one of the best lawyers as well as the Quran that will be an intercessor. A lot of questions has come through in terms of Quranic dissertation hmm. and also mentioning the huruf and so forth. A lot of people want to know if it is possible that they can do or read the translated Quran in terms and will it still have the same benefit? For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When Jabil Hasanati so if it does one good deed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will crown that person tenfold. And whoever does you know, a bad deed, he does something that's not good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is only going to take him to task for that one particular error, mistake that he has made. And this is our chances of entering the Jannah, that our chances of entering the paradise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala adjacent with sincerity of course is 10 to 1. For whatever good deed we do, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward us tenfold. And as we've mentioned as a recap, that in the month of Ramadan, it even doubles and goes up to 700 times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to reward a person. So you are asking the question, if a person can't recite the Quran, he can't even identify the letters, the huruf of the book of Allah, and he wants, he or she wants to pick up a translation Quran for that matter. That's a good deed. A person could have picked up any other book, but has chosen to do the good deed of trying to understand what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, or he wants to derive benefit of the Quran, or some lessons, or some inspiration, or solace, or comfort. He picks up the translation Quran, alhamdulillah, we are fortunate. The Quran has been been translated to many, many languages. So in that in itself, there will be rewards for this person, as that is a good deed in the eyesight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, uh, there are so many good deeds that we, we look over. You know, the Prophet wasalam, says, for every subhanallah we say, for every alhamdulillah we say, for every takbir, Allahu Akbar, there's rewards for that. And every good thing that we do, there's rewards for that. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, inna nahnu nuhil mawta, that indeed we will resurrect the dead, and we will write for the person whatever they have done in this world and even the traces that they have left behind so any good deed that we've done the hadith further goes and says and to smile in the face of your brother a simple thing to smile even that is regarded as a sadaqa as a good deed in the eyesight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so let us never overlook any of our deeds, no matter how insignificant it might be, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing and will reward us therefore, inshallah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. Before we head into our topic of discussion, there is a few more pointers in which Sheikh would like to recap on, in which Sheikh didn't mention within the previous sitting. Sheikh Tafaddal. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wala. Yes, alhamdulillah, to recap the weeks that we've been discussing, the month of Ramadan that is at our doorstep, 
And we always ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it might be Monday, it might be Tuesday, but we cannot guarantee that we will see the month of Ramadan and be amongst those who are honored to see the month of Ramadan. Before the break, we've discussed that we should not deem any of our actions to be insignificant. Many a times you find that a person said something good and it affected our heart. And 10 years, 15 years later, he comes to you and he says, you know what, you mentioned this and that and the other. Or oh, I've asked you for advice and you've given me that advice and I've practiced upon that. And you've given this person advice without thinking that he, it would affect his heart that much. So whatever we do, we should never try and undermine or deem any of our acts to be insignificant. As the hadith says, to smile and to meet your brother with a radiant face, with a happy face, even that is a sadaqah, subhanallah. And smiling is one of the simplest things. You know, it's not a big fuss in smiling. To smile at somebody, it's easier. And I, I read on the chappie's bubble gum. Hmm. I don't know if they still have the information on the chappie's bubble gum, the spearmint one. It says that it takes more muscles to frown than to smile. So that is what I read, alhamdulillah, on the chappie's bubble gum. And I realized, look at the sunnah of the Prophet that Islam is not a religion of stress. Islam is not a religion of difficulty. We are supposed to be relaxed, easy Muslims, alhamdulillah. You know, we should maybe have that thing, uh, another logo, in addition to strive to the five, we have keep calm and be Muslim. We relax. So generally, you know, we not, we're not supposed to be stressing over things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already decreed for us. So the Qur'an, the month of Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. We've mentioned um, how to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sincerity, that the month of Ramadan teaches us, inculcates in us, educates us how to show that sincerity, to do our utmost, to do whatever we do only for the sake of the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we've mentioned that Ramadan is just one of those acts, is just that, that no one can see who is fasting. When we make our salah, people can see we are, we are making salah, we are, we are reading Quran, people can see that we are reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But no one can actually judge who is truly fasting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is what the month of Ramadan is all about. It teaches us discipline, self-control, many benefits of the month of Ramadan. We've mentioned the benefits of family time and how we find ourselves to be punctual during the month of Ramadan, how we find ourselves to be generous. As the hadith mentioned, the Prophet ﷺ, in general, he was an extremely generous person. He loved to give. But during the month of Ramadan, he was even more generous. And this was the character of Rasulullah ﷺ. The month of Ramadan is such an amazing month. It shapes our entire character. It changes the month of reformation. If you want to see a true miracle, you know, then look at the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan in itself is a miracle that you and I, Ordinary Muslims, servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no difference. We are all equal in the eyesight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have the opportunity to come close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we've mentioned as well tawba, uh, taqwa. Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained that the object and the ultimate purpose of Ramadan is taqwa. 
we've mentioned the benefits of taqwa in this dunya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive all our sins grant us great rewards for having taqwa make our affairs easy and taqwa will be the cause that many of us into the Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us to enter Jannah without reckoning. بغير حساب ولا عذاب. And now inshallah ta'ala, before we get into the etiquettes of fasting, one more topic inshallah ta'ala, and that is none other than Tawbah. What is Tawbah? Coming to the word Tawbah itself, it means to repent, to turn to Allah subhanahu our scholars have mentioned that to make tawbah, to repent from every sin, it is wajib. So tawbah is not something that we choose, it's optional. Tawbah is wajib. And alhamdulillah, the mere fact that we have woken up and we have the ability to listen to the talk, inshallah ta'ala, and if any good is being said of this talk, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open up our chests and our hearts to the advices of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in His book and His beloved messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. That is the ultimate purpose why we are here, to educate one another so we learn from one another and to remind one another, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That remind one another, and reminder is good for a believer, beneficial for a believer. And one of the reminders before the month of Ramadan dawns upon us is to continuously repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sins that we do on a daily basis. If there's any person listening to this program, and the person has not committed a sin today, please, I urge this person to WhatsApp on the number, to SMS us, to phone us. And inshallah ta'ala, the voice of the cape will give them 5,000 rand. Inshallah ta'ala. But there's no such person that is going to conk with, with concretely say, I have not committed a sin. Because Rasulullah has said, Kullu bani Adam That each and every person, each and every son of Adam is khatta, is a sinner. He commits a sin. وَخَيْرُ خَطَّائِينَ أَتَّوَّابُونَ That the best of the sinners is he or she who turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, we will commit sins, we will err, we'll make mistakes during the month of Ramadan, before the month of Ramadan, after the month of Ramadan. But that does not exclude us that we are not the people of taqwa. Sheikh Shukran so much for that. You can send through your questions and comments on the number 072-238-0712. Alternatively, send through an SMS to 47913. Sheikh, here is a message that came through on our WhatsApp number. It says, Asalaam Sheikh, enjoying the program so much. In terms of what Sheikh has been mentioning, that yes, we are Muslim and we will, uh, and we will make mistakes during the month of Ramadan, before the month of Ramadan. But this, this, this then mean that we are labeled as bad people of course not we are human beings we are we make mistakes who does not commit a sin rasulullah has mentioned as the hadith i have cited earlier that every person will commit a sin but the per the best of those who commit sins who err, who make mistakes is he who remembers allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i've mentioned last week allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes beautifully you know puts a description of the people of taqwa We've mentioned they spin in prosperity and adversity. When things are good or bad, they spin. They forgive people. They suppress their anger. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ And also they are the ones. إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً This is the words of Allah. This is the words of our Creator. He who has created us. 
fashioned us in the way he fashioned us with all our mistakes and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when they commit a sin an evil act or they wrong themselves they transgress against themselves what is the quality of the people of human beings they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the person who has WhatsApp or SMS, alhamdulillah, it does not mean we are bad people. It only means that we are human beings. We will make sins. A more inspiring hadith that comes in Tirmidhi, Rasulullah says that had we not been a people, had we not been a nation that commits sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have removed us from this world had we not committed sins Allah would have removed us bring people come forth with people with a nation that commits sins and asks the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive us so this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy Allah confirms that we will make mistakes, we will sin, whether they are major sin, minor sins. But most importantly, there's one thing that we all have, and that is tawbah, to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, O you who believe, O you have who has iman in their hearts, you are people of faith, Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and upright and sincere tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And whilst we are listening to this program and we are alive, we have opened up our eyes this morning, alhamdulillah, that in itself is a sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us another opportunity another chance to make tawbah to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it would have been absolutely nothing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have caused that we pass away during the hours of the morning while we are asleep and perhaps we did not make tawbah for whatever sin we've committed yesterday. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained that we wake up this morning, some of us, and now we have the opportunity to make tawbah. And tawbah can be done at any time. Let us also let shaitan creep in. And shaitan, subhanallah. You must remember one thing about shaitan. Indeed, shaitan is the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is one shaitan, one goal that shaitan wants, that he and his people and his, and his, and his if I could say Travanta, you know, his team, his gang, his guys, they have one object, objective, and that is that you join them in the fire of Jahannam. So shaitan will never ever leave us alone. Shaitan will come to us while we are listening to this program. He knows, we know what we have committed, we know what, what sins we have done. Even we, we, we've, we've, we've gossiped, we've looked at some, we've done some, so many things, subhanAllah, we can't even count. We, we sin so involuntary at times, it, it's become part of our life. But what does shaitan do? He comes, he says, don't make tawbah now. Don't turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now. And this is the reality. He plays with our minds, he whispers in our ears and he tells us, don't make tawbah now, wait for Ramadan. Because you know in the next few days you are going to commit the same sin. 
Or leave that. He doesn't even bring Ramadan. He says, later on you're going to make this, this, this exact same sin. So don't make tawbah now. So shaitan always wants us to delay our tawbah. But the believer, whenever he commits a sin, whatever the sin is, he says, astaghfirullah. He turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it is a major sin, if it is a major sin, some of the scholars have mentions, mentioned that there are prerequisites for our tawbah to be accepted. You know, the lamam, the, the, the minor sin that we commit, astaghfirullah, we say, Ya Allah, forgive us. You're saying now, Ya Allah, I've committed a sin and we carry on. But when it is a major sin, some of the scholars have mentioned when we commit a major sin to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are certain conditions that needs to be met. Condition number one, the person should have regret in his heart for committing that sin. It's of no use that we sin on a daily basis. We ask for a tawbah and we have no regret. If you make an example, if you abuse somebody, you hurt someone's feelings, and you just ask mouth, but you have no regret, you have no remorse. That person is obviously going to understand that you don't, you're not sincere. You're just saying mouth because you have to say mouth. But we should, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is in our hearts. Do we really feel bad about what we've done? Do we really feel ashamed? Do we really feel shy? Do we feel embarrassed? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who has given us everything that we want, the comfort, our, our eyesight, you know, the five sentence iman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, while we were committing that sin, Allah was watching us. Allah was, was aware of what we have done. We need to have that regret in our hearts when we make tawbah. When we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, condition number one, there should be regret. And no one can see this, see this regret and know about this regret better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in our heart, we should feel ashamed, embarrassed. We should have regret. We should have remorse, number one. Number two, we should desist. We should stop committing that particular sin. We should try and stop for whatever sin, major sin we are busy with, try and stop with that sin. And again, again shaitan will play a role here. He'll come in, he knows perhaps this is an ongoing sin, whatever the sin is. It's an ongoing sin that we commit daily. He will tell you again, don't make tawbah. Don't do it now. Wait till you are completely ready. Wait till you are ready to leave this alone. But there's one trick, there's a catch to that. That a clause, for fine print that he doesn't tell you, that you are not guaranteed you're going to open your eyes tomorrow to make tawbah. So yes, you commit that sin today. You have regret in your heart. You try to stay away from that sin for the day. Make, and the third thing, try and make a sincere intention. Sincere intention, commitment, not to commit that sin again. So these are three conditions of sincere tawbah and nasuha is have regret, feel sorry, feel remorse. If I can say it in blood, feel junk that you committed the sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited you of doing. Number two, stop committing that sin. Here we've mentioned shaitan will play a role. He'll come to you. Shaitan does not want us to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaitan's plan is that we should enter the fire with him to misguide us. He says in the Quran, La ajma'in. Ya Allah. He takes an oath. La wallahi. He says, by Allah, he swears, I will misguide all of them. Illa, he says, except Except your sincere, devoted servants. That's why the month of Ramadan is there. 
so that we can build on our devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sincerity so number one feel feel bad have regret whatever it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and if I may a little bit digress is that when we commit a sin the hadith says if we commit a sin during the hours of the night and no one is aware of the sins do not go the next morning and reveal your sins because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates this I've concealed your sins no one knows about it I've concealed the sins and you have the audacity to remove the veil that I've put there I've covered your sins and you go in the morning and you brag about the sins that you've committed so when you commit a sin in secret and no one knows about it it is not our duty we always feel this need to say you know what I used to do this you know when you speak to people they come to you Sheikh, I drugged I drank I stole I robbed this is not your job if that person does not know about this and Allah knows it's not your duty to go and remove the veil that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed there as a covering for you a protection for you and this is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we sin and we sin and we sin, major, minor. But Allah continuously covers our faults. Subhanallah. What a creator. What an Allah. I will leave you that inshallah ta'ala. Shukran so much, Sheikh. We're speaking about Tawbah. And you can send through, if you have any suggestions, you can send through via SMS on 47913. Alternatively, 072-238-0712. If you have any questions in which you want to ask specifically on what Sheikh is mentioning, and that is Tawbah. Now Sheikh is going to be delving a little bit deeper into Tawbah and also recapping where Sheikh stopped last. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man wa the break alhamdulillah we've spoken about tawbah to return to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to repent to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we've mentioned that all of us will commit sins it's normal for a person to commit sins a person that does not commit sins subhanallah there's no such person that does not commit sins unless the person is a prophet of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so any person other than the prophets of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they, when they exist, Allah knows alone who they are. The people of taqwa, as we've cited the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That the people of taqwa will describe their characteristics, and among their characteristics and their qualities is that they come, when they commit a sin which is normal, they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We've mentioned a hadith where Rasulullah said, had it not been for the fact that we sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have removed us from this dunya, bring people who sin so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can show his forgiveness by, show his mercy and forgive those people who sin. So sinning is a normal human mistake, a normal human trait. We've been committed to sin, we've, com we've committed with sins. How we deal with that sin, however, is something different. And we all commit sins. We need to deal with the sins accordingly and the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Prophet wants us to deal with that sin. We've mentioned if it's a major sin, there are conditions that need to be met. Number one, the person should feel that regret in his heart, that embarrassment, you know, that shyness. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was watching him while he or she was committing that sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has concealed that sin from others. It's not our duty to go and speak about our sins, brag and boast about our sins, whatever those sins might be. And this is also in itself a major sin. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala detests and dislikes when he covered up our faults, 
And all of us have faults. If I may say it bluntly, we all have our skeletons. We all make our mistakes. We all have those embarrassing moments that we do not want people to know about. So no person is perfect. That is why we should never judge a person. When we see a person committing a sin openly, we should admonish him in a beautiful way. Remind him of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't judge him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا التَّوْبَةُ عَلَى اللَّهِ الَّذِينَ يَعْمَلُونَ السُّوءَ بِجَهَالَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, make an excuse. When a person commits a sin, tawbah is for you commits a sin, bijahala, from jahil, johal, jahil. Ignorance that we only commit sin out of ignorance. No person is fully aware when he commits a sin. And yeah, I do not mean he's unconscious. I mean that lack, that that conscience that he has somehow becomes diminished and he commits that sin. But if he knows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching him above the seven heavens, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows his whereabouts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what he's feeling, we should feel that regret in our hearts. We should immediately try not to commit that sin. We've mentioned if it is an ongoing sin that a person commits on a daily basis, whatever the sin is, shaitan will come to us and he will tell us, don't make tawbah right now. But as I've mentioned before the break, there is a little fine line, fine print that we need to read. That we have no guarantee that we are going to be alive in the next two hours or be alive tomorrow to make tawbah. So when you commit that sin, feel, feel bad, stop committing that sin. And then thirdly, try and make a sincere effort, a niyyah, an intention never ever to repeat that sin again. If we do repeat that sin and yes, shaitan comes in again, subhanallah, shaitan is not going to leave us until the day we leave this world. He'll come in again and say, you are going to make this intention right now, but you know, you and I both know, this coming weekend, you are going to commit that sin. So why make tawbah? Still make tawbah. Still turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Still put shaitan in his place and embarrass him by making tawbah. The hadith says, as long as the servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always willing to forgive him or her. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then also on the WhatsApp, uh, salam, is tawbah only in the form of salah? Or can I say astaghfirullah a thousand times a day? There are some scholars, in fact, there's a little booklet written on this, that salah to tawbah. There's some scholars that permitted that a person can make tawbah, two rakats of tawbah, two rakats of salah to tawbah, where a person, he says now, he's going to leave whatever he's going to leave off. He turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever time he chose, chooses to make the salah, as long as it's not in the prohibited time of making salah, it does not have to be in tahajjud salah, it can be of the zuhr salah, because you do not know if you're going to be alive at the time of tahajjud. So whenever we commit that sin, and we have the ability to make two rakats of tawbah, alhamdulillah, if not, Tawbah is in the heart, sincerely connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even while we are driving, have regret whatever we have done. Let us have it regret. Let us make that intention never to ever repeat that sin. So Tawbah has different ways of making, you have different forms and, and ways of making Tawbah. You can make two rakats, you can sit alone in your room, you can even be busy with something and ponder over Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that repentance needs to be part of our lives. We continuously need to make this a habit that when we commit a sin, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يَعْمَلْ سُوءًا أَوْ يَظْلِمْ نَفْسَهُ ثُمَّ يَسْتَغْفِرِ اللَّهِ يَجِدِ اللَّهِ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا Whosoever commits a sin or oppresses himself, 
Then he seeks the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yajillah, yajidillah. He will find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ghafoorar rahima. Most forgiving, most merciful and ready to accept his tawbah. Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And then also there's another question that came through on the WhatsApp number. It says, Salam, what does one do when a family member is very abrupt and refuses to ask forgiveness? If a family member is Allah subhanahu abrupt and if he refuses to forgive or to ask forgiveness. He refuses he asks forgiveness. He refuses to ask for forgiveness. Of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not quite sure what the SMS okay. is. Okay. If the person refused to ask forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this person's heart. If it if person if there is a person like this, Allah makes our make our hearts soft that we have that ability to ask Allah for forgiveness. As this is the height of arrogance, I'm not saying this person is an arrogant person, I'm saying this is a sign of the height of arrogance that he is not willing to ask forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And another thing if it is with regards to a person, this brings us to our fourth criteria of tawbah and that is the first three is in connection with sinning against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are speaking about tawbah in terms of you know what it is in which you need to have your characteristics in which you need to have in terms of making sincere tawbah however just before we continue on the topic, Sheikh, here is a few messages that came through, and it says here, "Assalamu alaikum." We always talk about, uh, we always speak to our children about respect towards parents and forgiveness. But what about parents respecting their children and their responsibility towards them? We complain that their children are not giving respect with, as to what examples we are looking at growing up and so forth. Does Imam that the parents should also ask sincerely? for forgiveness for the wrong upbringing of the children and not judge them on their actions today. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala anihi wa ashabihi wa anwala. Extremely long question or comment, I don't know. But in general we are encouraged by Islam, by the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be dutiful to our parents even if they were non-Muslim. We should always know that our our duty towards our parents is satisfying, making them happy, and when they are happy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be happy. And now we are speaking about vice versa. I hear in the message also, should a parent you know, apologize for the wrong upbringing? Parenting is trial and error. We make mistakes, we all make mistakes. Right? Maybe later on the parents realize that the method that they used was not the best. But apologizing for a mistake, I don't think it's a need for a parent to apologize for a mistake that they've made. We all make mistakes, but we can move forward in a positive way, inshallah ta'ala. But as children, I do not want to open up this, that children should know their, their place, that the parents should be the ultimate you know, objective in the dunya, to make the parents happy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the Quran's the ability to make our parents happy and make our parents satisfied with us. Mm. Because when they are not satisfied with us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not be satisfied with us. And it doesn't work vice versa. It does not work if the child is not satisfied with the parent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to take the parent to task for that. So just remember this position here, and we will always be the child of our mother and our father. No matter what mistakes they have committed, what sins they have committed, we know we are not, uh, we don't have that freedom or that liberty to judge them. 
Perhaps my father was a drunk art. My father was an abusive person. You as a child, you do not have the right to question, not to question, but rather to be disrespectful to your father and, and demand certain things from your parents. Yes, you, are, you can advise them, but you should always respect them. If we were taught in Islam that when your parents are non-Muslim, they are not Muslim, we should still be dutiful towards them. And we leave it at that, inshallah ta'ala. Always remember your parents, it's irreplaceable, and they'll always be your parents. And thirdly, they are human beings. They make mistakes. You are going to be a parent one day, you're going to realize how many mistakes you are going to make with your child. It's normal. But you and I, we still have parents, let that be the means of us entering Jannah. And I try and admonish them and corner them at every opportunity we get. Because we now think we know a little bit more about parenting. I have a bit of a degree, subhanAllah. And I have this and that. And my mother and my father don't have a degree. Allahu Akbar. These are the parents. You are there today. You have your degree because of them. If they could have easily, easily, simply have neglected you. Could have thrown you in a bin. Not looked after you. Not seen to your education. So we humble ourselves to our parents, no matter what and who our parents are and what they do. We will always be the children and Allah has commanded us to be dutiful to our parents. And when we do want to tell them, we do it in a respectful way without hurting their feelings and making them feel bad and incompetent. Because the fact that you are today what you are, because of their competence and that's the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She shukran so much for that one. And then just one that came through via SMS is Salam Sheikh. I made mistakes, repent and ask that person for forgiveness. But the person does not want to forgive me. What do I do? If you go to a person, if I could just add the fourth condition here, subhanallah. Number one, that we should regret. If it's sin to us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, stay away from committing that sin immediately. I've mentioned shaitan comes in. And then for thirdly, make a sincere intention never to commit that sin. And fourthly, if this sin involves a human right, it requires a fourth condition, which is to, if it is a property that we've stolen, we've taken, we've harmed that person, it is our duty to go and seek the forgiveness of that person. We should go and seek the forgiveness. Some of the scholars should mention that we should ask that person for maaf, but you need to be wise as well. Perhaps that person did not know that you backbited him, you slandered him. So go unto him, ask him maf in general and be sincere. Unless he obviously requires you, why are you asking maf? And this is the difficult thing. And the reality is sometimes there is more harm in telling a person what you said about him or what you thought about him than actually keeping quiet. And this is where we cannot... 100% say how to handle this following situation. It needs to be weighed up the type of person you're going to ask maaf to. Because you might just come, mate over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you've taken the property of a person, you need to return that. Or you've harmed a person, you've spoken ill about a person, and now you need to go to him and tell him all the things that you've mentioned. That might just cause a bigger problem. So in general, stop speaking about the person. Go and if you want, ask maaf to this person. And then add something else, be good to this person. Treat this person kindly. In fact, go out now and start speaking good about this person. Mention his good qualities and mean it when you say it. If a person doesn't have any good qualities, rather not mention the bad quality that he has had. So if, it's if, if it is something that we've offended somebody, a, a human being, 
it is our duty to go and seek the forgiveness of this person. So yeah, your come person comes to you and he does not want to forgive you. We've mentioned this last week. Think about the following. How you as a person, the one who now does not want to forgive the person asking Ma. Remember, it's taken so much out of this person to come to you and ask your forgiveness. Because today you find people, subhanAllah, that is the attitude we have. Why should I ask Ma'af to him? Who is he? So that person coming to you and seeking your forgiveness, seeking your pardon, sincerely, first thing it has taken lots of courage for that person to come and ask you Ma'af. Secondly, you are not prepared to forgive this person, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins. Who are you in comparison to the Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the oft-forgiving, the most merciful, the most compassionate. You can never be better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And six billion people on the planet commit sins every single day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing to forgive all their sins every single day. Who are you and I not to say? Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. And the time has brought us to the end of the show. Sheikh, from myself, Yasmina Pearson, as well as uh, Sheikh Anwar Addison in studio. Shukran so much. Nabadju. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Madrasa on air.